Hey there, this is Nathan. Welcome to the Camden Haven Anglican Church Podcast. I'm glad you're making the time to listen to this week's teaching. I'll have more to say at the end, but for now, let's dive right in. Uh, it's good to be with you this morning. I, I reckon Christmas time, uh, Christmas has got to be, I suppose, impossible to make the story of Christmas boring or trivial. I mean, it, it, it's got to be impossible to do that. Uh, it's got to be impossible to, to take the story of God taking on flesh and becoming man a trivial story. I mean, you'd have to work really, really hard to do that. And although it's impossible, we've accomplished it. Christmas presents itself as the most significant event in the history of the world. God, the creator, becoming creation. And yet we seem to be able to get over it in a day. In fact, not even a day. This afternoon, about two or three o'clock, you're going to be wrecked. You're going to be full, sitting on some lounge, Probably a bit of dribble coming out of sight. <laughs> Whatever. Crashed out, ready for the next thing. Uh, it's so easy for us to move on. I'm, I'm already getting emails. And what are those emails telling me? What are they telling me? Boxing Day sales. And what is going to be in Woolies tomorrow morning? Hard cross buns. We move on. We move on to the next thing, and we move on to the next thing so easily. And I feel like I'm implicated in this trivialising of Christmas by, in a surprising way, by putting on special Christmas services. Uh, I was reminded this week of a guy named John Calvin, who, when writing a Christmas talk in the 1500s, said this, If we elevate one day alone for the purpose of worshipping God, we have just turned it into an idol. True, we insist that we have done so for the honour of God, but it is more for the honour of the devil. Now, that which was happening in the 1500s has been happening since and still today. Imagine that, that what we do here today could be idolatry. I suppose what I'd like to do today is just remind you of the heartbeat of Christmas. And my prayer is that when you see this heartbeat, you won't be able to unsee it again. Now, I actually love clever design especially clever design in logos. You know those sorts of things where you can only see it when you take a closer look or when you see it from a different perspective or when someone points it out. So indulge me. I'm going to show you a few and see what you see. What do you see? Baskin Robbins. 31. Why is the number 31 there? 31 flavours that Baskin Robbins has. Okay, good one. What about this one? What do you see? FedEx? An arrow, yes. 
There's an arrow in there. Oh, look at that. Wow. You can't unsee that anymore, can you? Now you've seen it. It's pointed out. What about this one? Oh, yum. <laughs> what do you see? A bear? Yeah, there's a bear in there. No, there's not a chair as well, but just a bear. Um, there you go. There's the bear. And it's actually um, from a Swiss town called Bern, and it's the bear. It's the Bern bear. So there is Toblerone. What do you see in this one? A smiley face. But what is it also? It's a G. Yeah. So it's a G and it's a smiley face. It's a pretty good one. Won a big award. What about that one? What's that? Toyota. It's a T. It's actually more than a T. It's the whole word, word Toyota and it's unpacked in that way. You can see above there. It's all sort of squished in. That's the way they've done it. Pretty cool. What about this one? What do you see? Australia. Yeah, you see Australia there, don't you? Some of you saw it, some of you didn't. You go, oh, oh, there it is. Can't unsee it now. It's right there, plain before your eyes. Okay, what about this one? A knife. Where's the knife? In the A. Yeah, there's a knife in there. Okay. Oh, that, wow. Pretty cool. It's clever, isn't it? There's heaps of them. Very clever people put that together, and I really appreciate that. What do you think of this one? This morning at 8am, the 8am service, little boy from the back, little boy from the back shouted out, I see Jesus! <laughs> well, that was pretty cool. Uh, the Old Testament looked forward to God turning up and in some way fixing things or at least beginning to fix things. Now, they didn't really know how it would happen but when it happened, it happened in a totally unexpected way. A poor child in an animal feeding trough is God turning up. Nobody expected that. God might be turning up bread presently. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. Yet at the same time, when it happened, it actually made perfect sense because we begin to discover that God is actually humble. And what he loves to do is turn things upside down on you because we think that greatness and power comes in thrones and palaces. But what God does is say, ah, I'm going to make that a manger and weakness. Each of the Gospels that talk about something of Jesus' origins, each have something uh, con to contribute to the big picture of Jesus. And each have a word that is unique, that's not contradictory or not competitive, but complementary to us understanding Jesus. The word Matthew uses is the word Emmanuel. He says Emmanuel, which means God with us, is with the idea of God for us. That's a good picture of the manger of that picture, God for us. Uh, John, he uses a unique word to describe Jesus, and it is the word, word. Now, the word, word, actually said something to both the Greek world in the first century and the Jewish world. To the Greek world, or you might say the secular world, the word, word, actually spoke 
of the thing that's behind everything that gives that thing meaning. That's the word. The word, was, the word is that which makes things profoundly valuable and useful and important. Ultimate meaning. And what John does, he says, you want to know what's behind everything that gives everything meaning? It's the word Jesus. But not only did it speak to the Greek world, it also, the word word, spoke to the Jewish world as well. Because the Jewish world knew the word as the word of the creative word. The word that brought the, the heavens and the earth to bear. It's the word that brought the law to the people. It's the way that God expressed himself by his word. And so the ultimate expression, John is saying, of God is in the word made flesh, Jesus. And that's all in this picture. That's why John will say, in him was life, in him was light. He is the true light, the one full of grace and truth. He is the word become flesh. So when John says that Jesus is the word, he's actually saying here is the beginning of the new creation. That's what's going on. Luke has a word that's unique to talk about Jesus. Matthew says Emmanuel. John says word. Luke says day spring. He's the day spring. It's in this passage. Chapter 1 and verse 77 following. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun, which is literally day spring, will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. So some Bible translations, and yours might have that, what they do is they capitalize rising sun because it's the name of the one who's come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness. Day spring is, is, is it's where the day springs from. It's the dawn. Jesus is the dawn. So Luke is saying that this little baby in the manger is the new day, is the new dawn, is the new era. And I suppose I should ask you the question, has that dawned on you? Do you get it? But it's serious. Has he dawned on you yet? Have you gone, ah, oh, I see. No wonder C.S. Lewis said this. Once in our world, a manger had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. And although away in a manger, which I know we've already sung, says Jesus didn't cry, I'm pretty sure he did. But I'm absolutely sure he cried from the cross. And what he cried from the cross is, it is finished. He didn't cry from the cross, oh, I am finished. No, it is finished. The whole goal of the incarnation of him becoming a child, he was a man born to die, born to die for you. I love the sound effects we're having this morning. The manger and the cross go together. Easter and Christmas cannot be separated. You cannot talk about one without the other. And this has always been the case. Here are some words from a guy called Augustine of Hippo. 
He said this in his Christmas Day sermon in around 380, the year 380. The word of the Father, by whom all time was created, was made flesh and was born in time for us. The maker of man became man, that he, ruler of the stars, might be nourished at the breast, that he, the bread, might be hungry, that he, the fountain, might thirst, that he, the light, might sleep, that he, the way, might be wearied for the journey, that he, the truth, might be accused by false witnesses, that he, the judge of the living and the dead, might be brought to trial by a mortal judge, that he, the foundation, might be suspended on a, upon a cross, that security might be wounded, that life might die. And Ambrose of Milan, a little bit later, in the 400, said this, He became a small babe so that you could be fully grown, perfectly, perfect human beings. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes so that you might be freed from the bonds of death. He came to the manger to bring you to the altar. He was on earth so that you might be in heaven. And now while I am quoting some of the greats, let me include this great quote from Taylor Swift. What if happiness came in a cardboard box? Then I think there is something we all forgot. What would happen if presents all went away? Tell me what you would find. You'd see that today holds something special, something holy, not superficial. So here's to the birthday boy who saved our lives. It's something we all try to ignore and put a wreath up on your door. So here's something you should know that is for sure. Christmas must be something more. And, and here is the world crying through the voice of Taylor Swift to say it must mean something more. If only it could be true. If only it could affect my every single day and not just one moment. Great stuff. <laughs> the connection between Easter and Christmas is seen in this Christmas wreath that you put on the door. Have you got a Christmas wreath on your door? Who, sorry, who's got a Christmas wreath? Okay, whole bunch of Christmas wreaths. You know the word wreath comes from the word wrath. And it's the idea that the victor in the Olympics back then would receive a wreath, but only after they'd been through the suffering of the discipline of the competition that they were going through. But so too, the idea that Jesus only receives that victor's wreath after he has been through the suffering wrath from that day of the first Christmas right through to the cross. Put up a wreath on your door. You may as well put up a crown of thorns. It's the same idea. It comes from the same thing. It's speaking of the same event. There was the cry from the manger... God has put on flesh. And then there was the cry from the cross. God has paid the debt we owe. And now the cry is, do you see? Do you get it? Some people say, well, if there's a God, why doesn't he just show up? Well, he did. In what you think might be a surprising way, but he did. It seems, though, he's hidden in plain sight. 
But when you see him, you can't unsee him. But if you leave this place this morning, still not seeing him, there will come a day when you will say, Ah, how could I have missed him? He was right in front of me all along in plain sight. How do you know if you've seen him? Well, you can't move on to Boxing Day sales and Boxing Day hot cross buns. You won't be able to treat just one day as special. You'll see all existence is special. Suddenly you won't be able to move on anywhere else when you recognize him. The true light that gives light to the world was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him. Here's the invitation today to those who believed in his name. He gave the right to become children of God. So, although it is very dangerous for me to keep putting on Christmas special Christmas services like this, I will continue to do it with the hope that we will see Jesus and be unable to unsee him. For some of you, once again, the most surprising intrusion into history will go unnoticed and you will move on. But to others of you today, you have seen him and you won't be able to unsee him and you will say Christmas must mean something more. So what do you see when you look at this picture? At eight o'clock, that little boy from the back, I still see Jesus, he said. <laughs> At the end, I asked him if he'd preach next, uh, next, uh, next year. His mum looked pretty shocked. <gasps> but what do you see? You see the day spring, the sun rising. In your hearts, you see the word made flesh. Emmanuel, God with us, God for us, God for you. Let me pray. Uh, loving Heavenly Father, we ask and pray that the light that Jesus truly is would pierce our darkness today. That we would see him maybe for the first time or be reminded of him and not move on anymore. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would so move and work in each and every heart this day. Across the world, as people, as billions of people hear about the Lord Jesus, may they see him today in a way that they will not be able to unsee him. And we pray it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Hi again, this is Nathan. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that we shared something that's helpful to you wherever you're at in your spiritual journey. Just so you know a little more about us, we are Camden Haven Anglican Church. We're a church that tries not to be too churchy and more relational. We meet every Sunday. We have four services at two locations. If you want to connect with us, you can find more about us on our website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or just send an email to info at havenanglican.com. 
If this teaching has blessed you, we'd love to hear from you wherever you are in the world. And we pray that we've helped you to grow a little more into Jesus today. See you next time.